Good morning, everyone. My name is Ray. I'm the host of the Real Life Podcast. I'm here today with uh, Brother Mark to my right, and such an honor today, man. I want to I want to introduce a very special guest, uh, a, a great man of God, an, an awesome example in our church that we go to. And uh, you know, I've been I've been kind of waiting for this for a little while, man. I can't lie, and I'm I'm, I'm kind of grateful that uh, today we're going to be talking about a very special topic. But before, before we get into that, you know, we got Pastor Richard Graham in today you know he's also a traveling evangelist and i just want i just want him i just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself pastor man and, and some of the things that god has used you to do uh good morning um my name is richard graham um make sure you i speak got saved to... at the potter's house christian church about yeah, 20 years ago um, um i pastored uh actually pioneered in dallas texas and then i went to uh, uh louisiana to shreveport took over a church there um had the privilege to actually um, pastor a young man by the name of Narantai Jackson, mm -hmm. who is a pastor over in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. um, now as president, I'm evangelizing out of the Colleen Church, uh, going around the world, basically uh, preaching the gospel, uh, seeing some revival, seeing some success there. God is moving. I'm telling you, there's a revival that's happening in a land where people are coming to Jesus Christ and people are getting healed. Just amazing thing that's happening. Uh, in the earth today, you uh, may not see it um, where you're located uh, in the multitudes, but uh, I'm telling you around the world, there's things that are happening uh, that are actually a Bible proportion type things that are happening like revival. But I'm glad to be here this morning, uh, be on this podcast. Uh, it's a privilege to do this. Yes, the privilege is ours, man. So just so you know, you know, you can move this thing any way you want, Pastor. So, man, it, yes, what a tremendous blessing it is for you to be on, man. I mean, uh, um, we're all disciples under under Pastor Rosario, under you, under uh, Mr. Oli, uh, uh, Patrick Johnson. You know, all you great men of God that 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 have uh, went on and done great things for the kingdom of God. We're just getting <laughs> we're just getting started, and uh, but I know one thing. I, I've been safe over fifteen years. Uh, all the things that I've ever done in uh, you know for the Lord. Uh, you know, we're we're in a special college place, place called prison. But God, he, you know, I got out and I'm still here. You know, by His grace, I found the Potter's house and then I'm still here. You know, so so just a you know a word of advice for you know any guys that are watching this podcast. If you just got out of prison, man, I encourage you to plug into a church because you can't do it by yourself. I did that and it man, it was disastrous. So please plug into a church, get involved wherever God is, wherever that church is, get that vision and run. Um, so yes, yes. What a tremendous blessing, man. And it is a great, it is a great privilege, man, to be, uh, to be discipled over, uh, with lots of great men in the church. And, um, today's theme is going to be about end time revival. Now, what, as we get into this, I just want to, uh, uh, I just want to open up in prayer just to kind of set the tone a little bit. You know, we just came from the hour of prayer, uh, you know, this morning, you know, grinding early. But uh, I think it's only right that, you know, we give the Lord what's his, especially in this podcast room. So uh, we're going to open it up in prayer, brother. You want to open open us up real quick? Yes, sir. Lord, we just ask, Lord God, that you would help us, Lord God, with this podcast. Lord, that we be in the right mind and spirit, Lord God. Lord, on the subject we are talking about in terms of end times revival. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you give us thoughts, Lord God, and words to speak, Lord God, to help people that are watching this podcast. Lord, be with us, Lord God. Bless this conversation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so without further ado, so we're going to be talking about end time revival, something that I, 
every everybody that's involved in the church, especially if they're they have the mind of God, whether they're from the Potter's House or some other denomination, you know what I mean. We I think it's it's pretty evident that this nation needs a revival. The world needs a revival. Uh, we're we're getting into the information age where there's so much stuff flowing around in social media on the internet that it's it's getting kind of hard to kind of surf through some things and find some actual truth. But I, one thing that I do know, Pastor Graham, the word never changes. So you can always, the, the, the Bible to me is, is the refer, reference points of all reference points. When everything is in chaos, when everything is being uh, distorted and messed up, there's one thing that I can do for sure. Go to the Bible and I can get my truth from there and it will never let me down. It never has, it never will. Because it's an absolute truth that will never change. And in this day and age, this is something that we need. I believe that, Mark. And you know what? Uh, uh, so we need end time revival. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world today that kind of just points into the direction that we need God now more than ever. So just to give an example, Pastor, do you see anything going on in the world today that you see that kind of concerns you to the point where you know that it could serve as as a tool for people to start crying out to God. You know, what's going on in the world today, man? Like, what are some of the key things that, that point to not just the end times, but that could very well trigger trigger a, a revival because people are beginning to cry out? You know, one thing that uh, I've been studying about is uh, uh, to understand what's happening in the world today, you have to know history. You have to know your Bible. Amen. Uh, History seems to to recall itself, uh, of course, but the Bible is a, is a compass and it's telling you what direction uh, that we're going in. And right now I see uh, a, a number of things that are happening. It's almost, uh, if you will, scary a little bit, if I could use that, that term, uh, because there's some things that are actually happening um, that are prophetic, uh, times that we're living in, uh, especially when you start to talk about uh, the First Amendment, you know, where they're talking, taking your freedom of speech away, taking away, you know, uh, your weapons and, and things of that nature, uh, changing the foundations of this country, of what, which we were built on. Uh, when you start messing with the foundation, uh, things begin to fall apart. And uh, this is where I'm looking at the world now, looking at the possibility of the end time revival happening uh, for myself from the from where I view uh, Christian worldview, uh, like I said, there's numbers of things that are happening, and they're happening very, very rapidly. So if you're you're not ready, if you're uh, you know thinking about you know what you should do, I'm gonna tell you today is the day uh, of salvation that you should come to Jesus Christ, because I'm gonna tell you uh, uh, the days to come from what I see, uh, uh, it, it doesn't look good. It don't look like it's gonna get any better. Um, and hopefully Jesus come back, take us out of here. Amen. We don't have to put up with the, the tribulation. Amen. Yes. Uh, of course, I, I believe that we're all banking on that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, and we discussed this, uh, you know, and Pastor mentioned this briefly in, in, uh, in one of his sermons. I forget which was one of the recent ones. But he was talking about how, you know, this, this, the possibility of, of, of Christianity being outlawed <clears throat> is, 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 is right at our back door. And basically what he was saying, okay, uh, there's a good possibility, maybe not. I'm, I'm praying that we get raptured out of here before it all goes down. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to hear it, man. Lord, please come get me. You know what I mean? But at, at, at the same time, 
You know, there's been people all around the world that believe the same thing that we believe, that, that follow the same Christ that we follow, that went through persecution, that died in the process, but they did not get raptured. Let me tell you something, church. Okay, I, we're going to get raptured. That's biblical. But let's just hope that it comes before everything starts going really, 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 really bad. Because the possibility of there being a little bit of shaking before that tribute, before that, uh, before that rapture is, is a very possible. And uh, you know what? It, well, you got to be prepared for that. So you better be standing on the rock. You better be having your firm faith in Christ Jesus. So do you see anything, Mark? Uh, same question. Do you see anything that um, that kind of points toward, uh, you know, that has the potential to to get the people to, of God to groan just a little bit more because we're in the end times. Mm. Do you see anything in particular or maybe a couple things that, that, that kind of point to the direction that man, something, something pretty massive is coming and it's, it's landsliding pretty quickly. Um, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, just things like Pastor Graham said, you know, like our, pretty much our, our rights, you know, are, are now becoming privileges, you know, like just our freedom of speech. You know, if you don't say the right things, you know, you're an outcast. You know, they, they blacklist you, you know, and just stuff like with voting, you know, the, the, I mean, we all pretty much know that the election was robbed, you know, so you pretty much, if you voted for whoever you voted for, then it pretty much didn't matter, you know, right. they already had a determined winner and then such as with the right to bear arms, you know, now it's becoming a privilege to where you have to see, get a psych evaluation. But, um, just like Pastor Rosario was preaching last night on small groups, you know, how, on how he had to go to a meeting on pretty much a backup plan. To where if we can't go to church, if we can't gather as people, you know, we have to go to smaller groups, you know. And it's, and it's like Pastor Graham said, it's scary, you know, how back then, you know, when I wasn't saved, I would just look at it as like, oh, you know, world's going down, you know. It's going to happen. But now that I'm saved, you know, I'm like, man, this is scary. There's a there's a spiritual side to things, you know, that mm -hmm. unfortunately uh, people that aren't saved don't see, you know. And it's a different dimension. But, yeah, just stuff like that to where. Americans are going to, and then, you know, people in other countries are going to be like, man, like, something's not right, you know, right. something's happening, so we, I'm sure that people are going to need an answer, you know, have something to look forward to, and that's Jesus, you know. Jesus. Jesus is the answer, for mm -hmm. sure. So, in time revival, um, when I look at it, when, when, the, some of the main things that I see was just like Pastor Grandma said. You know, they're attacking the very foundations of what this country was built on. And like like you said, Pastor, if you attack a foundation, it's just a matter of time that the house that was built on that very foundation begins to tilt, crack, and eventually begins to cave and fall down to the ground. There's no way around it. Uh, there's uh, They're censoring people. Now, right now as we speak, if you are... Um, any type of... If you have anything to say about the, about the left-wing agenda... Uh, they're calling you a domestic terrorist and you have to be silenced and censored uh, and then you have to be looked at a certain way because you pose a, a serious threat to the country. But really it's not the country that's a threat that's being threatened, it's the people of power that are being threatened and they realize that when Trump finally got into office, uh, they their, their, their foundation started falling apart because he went straight back to the root and started watering that bad boy. Uh, so now they're looking to repeal a whole bunch of things and, and it's going to get, it's going to get buck. It's going to get crazy, but just know, man, that you can trust in Christ. You can trust in Jesus. So now the end time revival, the whole thing that, and we say that to say this, we need God, pastor. We need God to come through and give us a revival. Now I, I, I'm, 
I can easily look around and see, and I've and I found myself uh, doing this myself. Uh, usually, when you hear a, a message and or other about you know the end times or things of this nature, it's really it's really profound to me how how a lot of us we can intake this information and then immediately leave and forget just that quick and go back to regular regular life. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't even know what to call this. I mean, but it's it's very common. It's happening now more than ever. And um, the people of God, from what I see, and I don't know the heart, but I can only see the fruit and uh, and look at the the health, overall health of of the body of believers when we come together. And I know what a, what a, what vitality looks like. And I don't see a whole lot of vitality as far as, you know, doing the actual work of God. Like there's a lot missing. And uh, I just think because I see that and I feel that, I think that uh, uh, we need revival now more than ever. But how do we go about doing that? Like, is that just something God just decides to up and do or do we play a part in that? No, I mean, when uh, when Christ came back um, after he was crucified and here he is, he's uh, walking around, he's showing himself uh, to the disciples uh, in Mark sixteen fifteen, he gives us the direction of what to do. He told us to go and preach the gospel. Uh, he gives us several uh, attributes that will be following us, uh, such as laying on the hands, speaking in tongues, uh, things of that nature, you know, supernatural. Mm -hmm. uh, those things that happen. So he already gave us our, our, our charging orders uh, for us to follow. Uh, that should not, you know, uh, even be a question about how should we live our Christianity uh, we should be uh, telling people about Jesus Christ witnessing. Uh, there was something interesting that um, if you've been following, you know, uh, politics, uh, some uh, Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene, she uh, said something that was um, uh, very interesting uh, in her speech that she gave. Because if you, like I said, if you've been following the, the news, this woman, she has been taken off of two committees in Congress. Mm -hmm. And here's this woman. She made this statement in a speech. She says, um, "She says I'm really grateful to my God because He forgave me, and that uh, uh, being a Christian is this is what being a Christian is all about." She said, "I have a message to other Christians. Listen to this." She said, "In this country, do not be lukewarm. Uh, it's it's not what your faith is for." She said, "Our Savior died on the cross so uh, for your sins." can be forgiven, and he doesn't want you to be quiet. Hmm. Now, listen to her. She says uh, uh, he wants you to share the gospel and share it with everyone. Uh, so she makes this statement uh, right um, in Washington as she's being interviewed by the, the, the woke media. Hmm. You know, uh, this is something that, that is very dangerous as well, this uh, word they're using, woke. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually with the word it derives from, it derives from... Uh, 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 the term comes from African-Americans that perceived the awareness of issues of social justice, uh, uh, racial uh, justice, and things of that nature. But I, I tell you, as, as a black man myself, um, I see that they're woke for the wrong reasons. Um, that the true wokeness is being born again. Yes. And once you're born again to the truth, Everything that you've been been looking at or, or believing in, you'll be like, man, I, I, that's not true, because what happens is is that the word of God uh, it comes alive to you, 
you know, even if you, you know, just know one or two scriptures, in, you know, in your, your, your reservoir, but even those scriptures uh, come alive to you. Uh, for instance, my, for myself, it was John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I knew that uh, uh, being raised up uh, as a Baptist, I used to see it at the football games behind the goalposts, never really knew anything about it. But when I got saved 20 years ago, when I came to Christ uh, and knowing that scripture, I'm going to tell you, it came alive. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, I was woke for real. And I tell you, uh, Jesus Christ really did die for us. Uh, he really did get beat, you know, for us. The stripes on his back, we could be healed. All of this is true. I, and I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I tell you, the wokeness of, of a, I'll just say the left, because that's what it is, um, is that it's not true. It's, it is not true. It, it is something that they gravitate to. And listen, when something is not true, uh, uh, such as that, it doesn't last long. Uh, one thing for, for a fact is that God's word is true and it'll last forever and ever. And uh, God says he don't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And this is what we're experiencing now. So uh, in preparation for revival, we have to do exactly what uh, Marjorie Green is saying in her, in her speech. You know, uh, you know, that we need to tell people about Jesus Christ. Uh, Christ, he talked about that, you know, in uh, Mark. In uh, uh, Matthew 24, you know, uh, um, every ear will hear him, hear his word. Everybody will have an opportunity uh, to get saved, to hear the truth. And uh, that's not hard right now uh, because we have the Internet that's out there. Yes. You know, yeah, the Internet is, is a bad thing. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yes. But we're able to see things all over the world, and people will have the opportunity to hear the gospel, uh, maybe not from you know, uh, uh, say, for instance, in Africa, but if they tuned into this podcast, they can hear uh, the truth being spoken. And so this is where we, we need to uh, set ourselves for a revival. Um, there's a culture of revival that's happening, and, and we need to put ourselves in that culture of revival and with Jesus Christ the way he says uh, he wants it done. Amen. And uh, just to speak a little bit about that, and then I'll, and I'll toss it on over to you, uh, brother, so that way you can make some input. Mm. But, you know, we're mentioning, uh, just for the viewer, we're mentioning ingredients that could very well cultivate an atmosphere revival. Um, I read a book a long, long time ago, and it, this, this book uh, surpasses my day. I, you probably have heard of it, maybe not, but it's a, it's a book called Praying Hide, right? Praying Hyde was, they named, they named this guy the Apostle of Prayer, right? This guy. Uh, Praying Hyde, man, it was, this was back in the, back in the early 1900s. And, uh, you know, he was a, he was a, a, a very, very uh, prayerful man. But every time this guy would pray, things would move. Everybody knew it, you know what I mean? And um, he was a very humble man, but he, he made a statement. Uh, he made a statement saying that, um the 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 water and the seeds of revival start with prayer right and um i believe that you know that the and 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 mind you man I, when when i pray i receive things i see things you know i don't speak a lot of things that i see or, or i pray about but one thing that i do perceive even in even in the body of christ in the entirety of today we don't have a prayerful culture going on in 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 the body of christ more than we need uh, 
I think I think uh, uh, we're getting it in, in doses from the ones that are actually praying, that are actually seeking God, that are actually cultivating revival in that way. But for the most part, it's it's the mass majority of 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 a prayer like atmosphere, supplication and intercession. These things are kind of somewhat missing from from the from the body of Christ as a whole. Now, don't get me wrong. We got men of God that are standing in the gap, that are standing in in places where 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 a lot of other people should be, and they're kind of bearing the load. But it gets a little overwhelming sometimes. But I think that as soon as I I think that a, a key part of bringing revival man is is having a prayerful church of people that pray and not just the ones that that are known for prayer i'm talking about you know the common people that are sitting in the pews that go to work on a daily basis and 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 live an everyday life for christ right I'm talking about praying at home. I'm talking about praying in the car. I'm talking about praying at work. I'm talking about praying people. Uh, uh, and I think that this could very well, man, get us some kind of breakthrough. I don't want to say that it'll bring a huge arrival, but I think that it would, and I'm just perceiving here, I perceive that it would bring somewhat of a breakthrough that'll make the way for great things to happen as far as revival is concerned. Now, because the, it's biblical, prayer is biblical, and... Uh, you know, the Bible says that wherever two or more are gathered, he is in the midst. And whatever they agree on on earth, it shall be given to them. And then you got uh, uh, the book of James that says the prior, that the prayer of the, of the righteous man, uh, uh, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So you have all these prayers, but what are we praying for? What are we praying about? What is it that we truly desire? If we have the heart of God, we know that people are lost. Our number one thing should be souls. So we're going to go ahead and go to our quick break. And when we get back, we're going to have Mark uh, dialogue a little bit about, you know, what, what he sees and what uh, some of the things that he dug up about this end time revival, how it's needed. So we're going to be right back, guys. And we're back from the break, you guys, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, like I said, this is the Real Life Podcast. I'm here with Mark. My name is Ray. We're here with Pastor Richard Graham, uh, giving us awesome testimonies about a lot of the things that he done around the world. Now, look. Pastor, you've you've actually seen some pretty powerful moves of God in 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 your time. Like earlier this morning, you sent me pictures of Mexico and you know a great crowd of people. And uh, I imagine these people weren't church folks; these were actually lost souls. But there was that was well over a hundred people there uh, that were that were that were gathering to hear the word of God. Now, what is it? What is it? And it's the word of God that draws them, right? Amen. It's the, they're broken and they're wanting to get healed. They 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 they're desperately crying out to God. So you've seen some pretty profound things uh, as far as the Holy Spirit doing His work on the earth, man. Can you tell us a little bit about that actual day? Uh, that picture you sent me in Mexico, where all these people came. Oh. Uh, the picture in Mexico was from uh, Cuyacan, Mexico. It's one of the most dangerous cities uh, in Mexico, and. Um, we had set up for a three-day um, revival healing crusade at that time. Uh, of course, uh, what we do is we uh, take flyers. If we go out, we witness and invite people. We didn't expect that many people to show up, but uh, um, I tell you, it was a lot of folks that came. Uh, I think uh, out of curiosity, and it could have been, a, you know, some out of out of religion too, you know. Um, but uh, the thing is, is once we got started uh, preaching truth. Um, about Jesus and healing and all of that, 
And then after afterwards, we did the altar call. Uh, people were led to Christ, and then we start praying for people. The people seeing the manifestation of Christ and the healing of, of different you know ailments such as blindness and and lameness and things of that nature right in front of their faces, they're able to see that and witness that. It really, um, you know, pumped up their curiosity uh, to find out more about Christ. So, you know, the next two days, as we went into the uh, healing crusade, people, more and more people began to come out. People began to get saved. And, uh, of course, you know, people began to get healed as well. So it, it was a wonderful time, that type of revival, uh, to see that. Um, the revival as far as the end of the earth, if I can add, um, in the time and what we should be preparing for, there was something that happened back in the 1900s. Um, and we could take that as I was talking earlier about history and Bible, uh, to see what's coming next. Um, the Azusa street revival, hmm. which was a powerful revival that happened by a man by the name of William Seymour. You can look more into it. There's a book that's out. I suggest that you could get it and read it. It's uh, called True Stories uh, of the Miracles of Azusa Street and Beyond, written by Tom, uh, Tommy Winchell. And uh, I'll tell you, he has some remarkable testimonies in that. Um, but one of the things that caught me uh, when I was reading this book was it was speaking about Germany. Now, during that time, people from all over the world was coming to Los Angeles and experiencing that type of revival. I mean, they said at nighttime, you know, that there was a, a large pillar of fire that stood over the building, wow. you know, and people can see it from blocks away, you know, that God was moving in his place. There was a cloud of glory that was inside of the church where people were getting healed, you know, limbs growing out, teeth were growing out. I mean, people were healing, uh, God was healing people at that time. Now, these are true stories, right. you know, but what, what what was missing for revival was these people that came from Germany. Now, in, in the early 1900s, they experienced the revival. They began to speak in tongues. They went back to Castle, Germany, and uh, they had the opportunity to pass on the Holy Spirit, uh, to pass on tongue speaking and preach uh, Pentecostal. Uh, they failed to do that. Hmm. And uh, the results out of that failure uh, produced Hitler. And see, this is where we're at right now. We have the opportunity here in America to go out and preach the gospel, to win souls, as Jesus says, as uh, our sister Marjorie Green had put out in her speech. We have this opportunity. If we as Christians miss this opportunity, we could be in some serious trouble. That that is that is a uh, that is a very serious word, uh, truly. Uh, what do you what do you got, brother? You got anything on that one? Um, yeah, just speaking on the Azusa Street, I remember um, growing up in the church, church of course, but uh, there's a he's a pastor now, but his name's Rudy Tillman, Pastor Rudy Tillman. He would bring a lot of the young guys like right before school, and we'd have Bible studies essentially before school, you know, so we'd have the victory. And there was one day where we didn't have school, so we 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 went into the church, and he showed us a documentary, pretty much about revival in America. Mm -hmm. And you know, growing up, I was like, you know, why do we have revival? You know, I thought it was just a week of church basically you know just oh man you know i gotta go to school tomorrow you know i don't want to be in church you know but when i saw that i saw just how important revival was and how there were certain times in america where there's either like sickness or war going on and out of nowhere they would have these revivals you know miracles you know people getting saved but then for some reason after a certain time had passed it would just go away there'd be no more revival going on you know so just watching that i was like wow you know and a lot of these revivals, they said, was commonplace. Mm -hmm. like, it was pretty much the norm. 
people would be having revivals all over, you know. And now, and nowadays, just the way the world is moving, you know, there's not a lot of people that see the importance. So when we talk about prayer, you know, pastors always telling us during revival, be in prayer, you know, pray for people to come in, get saved, you know. And it's just stuff like that, you know. And of course, hearing about Azusa Street, I remember watching a movie on that too, and just hearing about limbs growing out. I'm like, what? Like. That happened? Yeah. I thought that only happened in Bible days, you know, with Jesus. But you just see the importance and you hear about how there was a fog in there and people just started getting healed, mm -hmm. speaking in tongues, you know. And it's something that I've always wanted to experience. Like, I want to see that, you know, and that's what my goal is. Like, we can still do that in this day and age. Like, in men's discipleship, uh, I can't remember the pastor's name, but he's preaching on that. And one thing he said was, you know, God forbid, will we notice if the Holy Spirit leaves us? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's one thing that kind of scared me. Like, man, I don't want that to happen. You know, I still want to see people get saved, supernatural things to happen. You know, we should all strive for that. And that's very much true. Going back, man, to, to both of those things, Pastor, man, you said something very, very, very tremendous. Um, and, and it reminded me of a story in the Bible of Elijah and Elijah. You see, Elijah... You know, uh, he threw his he threw his coat or his mantle on top of Elisha and invited him to come serve God with him. Now, uh, now if you really just look at it in in, in in revival terms, you see, Elijah was a revivalist of his day. Um, you know, he, he challenged the false prophets of this time, uh, hundreds of prophets, uh, uh, proved them all to be liars. And then after that, um, they, 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 they were slaughtered. But nonetheless, after Elijah left, he made sure that his mantle was, get, was passed on. He gave the opportunity for the mantle to be passed on to the next generation. And it did. Um, and you, you mentioned, you know, how these, these folks from Germany, they came, they got baptized in the Holy Spirit. They started speaking in tongues. They, they participated in the revival, in the, in the filling of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost. But they failed to take that same exact work to Germany. And as a result, you know, a Hitler popped up, you know what I mean? As a result, Hitler popped up and, and because a lot of people and people might say, well, that's not really their fault. No, wait a minute here. Let me give you guys a, a little bit of understanding about the dominion and the, and the, and the, and the power that we have as Christians. The Bible literally says, pastor, that we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Now that, these weren't just ordinary people. These were these were atomic bombs. What I mean by that is they were filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. They had the experience. And then they could have taken that same power and invested it in the people in Germany. And there would have been a revival in Germany. And it could have very well curtailed the plan of the enemy to produce Hitler. And, uh, you know, it, and people, people don't see things this way. The grave responsibility that a Christian has to preach the gospel and to pass down what has been given to you to the rest of the world for the sake of the world. Otherwise, evil will begin to rise up. If you don't plant good and you don't plant power and righteousness in the kingdom, the evil will rise up and plant the kingdom of darkness in its place. And it will be chaos. We have that dominion. We have that power to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. But I, I just don't. You know, there's people that sometimes they just don't get it or they miss it yeah. or what, however it happens. Yeah, there's a war that's going on. It's supernatural. Uh, uh, even Christians, uh, they're saved. They're going to heaven. Uh, but they, they miss the ideal of there's actual war going on. Uh, I tell you, if you're, you're out there listening, you can test this uh, by doing this right here. Close your eyes for a moment.
and tell yourself, I'm going to take some flyers in the next hour and I'm going to knock on doors to tell people about Jesus Christ. Hmm. That feeling that you feel right there, right there deep in your gut, that fear, that's where the battle is. That's where the battle lies. Come on. Right there. That's what you're fighting against. It's supernatural. Mm -hmm. Now, God, he he called us, you know, as Christians to to go and preach the gospel and it's going to be opposition. It's something that Mark was talking about. Prayer, prayer is very powerful. As I, I'm gonna kind of just skip around a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah. uh, bear with me for a moment here. Go ahead. Yeah. But um, prayer is is important. Now, get this down inside of your day. God needs you, as a Christian, to pray. Yes. Think about that. God needs you to pray. See, there's something that supernatural is happening when you're praying. You may not see it. You may not even feel like you want to pray. But there's things that are happening that God is putting things in order that you don't see. And, and God needs you to pray. Come on. In order for those things to be put in order, for souls to get saved. God needs you. Now, he saved you to preach the gospel. He, he's intending you to be the light of the world. He's intending you to put your armor on. Yeah, you go. And fight this war. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives us the armor in, in Ephesians 6. And uh, you can you can read about that uh, on, on your own time here. But just getting back to what I, I'm talking about here is that he saved you and he filled you with the Holy Ghost to preach the gospel. He wants you to be a live wire. Yes. He don't want you to be, you know, uh, a monument. Okay, I got saved and I'm sitting here and this is my Christianity right here. No, he didn't save you for that. He, he saved you so that you would be a movement. Yeah, come on. And it's a revolution. Yes. And the revolution is preaching Christ's word against this enemy of this world. Yes. This is the fight that we fight every day. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. God doesn't intend you to sit there and wait. Yes. And you talk about in terms of revolution. When you when there's a revival that breaks out, it literally revolutionizes a country, a city, a town. It literally changes the whole atmosphere of what was going on in that particular place at that very, it has the power to turn things around like that. And, um, it, it, and it's so amazing, man. You, and pastor, you go back to prayer. We're going back to prayer, right? Mm-hmm. You said that you, you know, you, you're ready to see these things. You have a desire and that hunger is important, brother. Mm-hmm. Keep that. But there's, I've, I've encountered Christians, pastor, that tell me this, and this is true stories, man. They tell me, look, we don't need to pray because God is going to do whatever he wants anyway. So when you pray, you're just supposed to, you know, tell them, hey, thank you, God, you know, God bless you, whatever. You know, all these little little timid prayers that they say, that because they said that no matter what you pray, no matter what you do, God is going to do whatever he wants anyway. If he wants to get somebody saved, he'll get them saved. If he wants this and he wants that. But let me tell you something, people. If God could do it all by himself, he wouldn't need us. Why would he, why would we even need salvation? Why would we even make preachers, teachers, evangelists, and all these things? Why? Because God has a certain way of doing things. He gave, he gave us our purpose. Yes, he could do it by himself, but that's not what kind of covenant he established on the earth. Yes, he's going to, he's going to do things on the earth, but he's relying on us to release the kingdom of God. He's relying on us to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He could do it himself. Yes, but he chose us. The privilege. He gave us the awesome privilege and the honor to serve him in this way. And whenever we don't do that, consequences come. 
because our actions have repercussions, whether you're of the world or whether you're of God. If you don't do something, nothing will get done. If you do something, something will get done. It's just the natural laws of nature. So all you people out there who believe that your prayer don't count, let me tell you, that is a lie from the devil. Brother, you need to be praying for revival. You need to be praying for souls to get saved. And you need to be preaching the gospel, man. You need to get your hand to the plow. Don't, don't chalk it up to God's going to do it anyway because no, he's not. He's not going to do it because he's waiting on you. That's the way he ordained this new covenant. And if you don't move, and this is, man, and I read a scripture the other day, Pastor. And I'm not going to go too much into it. But in the, in the, in, in the book of Jeremiah, I think he says, Behold, I do a new thing. The woman will encompass the man. Now, I, I, seen, a, I seen a move of this at, at one point where there were these women preachers rising up, right? And, and they were preaching pretty hardcore. You know what I mean? They were moving folk. You know what I'm saying? And God didn't ordain it to be that way. But when men don't move and take care of their business, I rest assured, man, God will raise up a woman to put you men to shame. Like real talk, man. Like the women in the church, man, when they put their heads to do something, as far as serving, they're on it, man. But you know what? When it comes time for us to go out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and we're looking for men, uh-oh. So what, it, what what we're saying is this, man, get on it, man. Don't don't fall for that little old flimsy trick that says that, you know what, don't pray because God could do it by himself anyway. Now, that's just not true. Mm. That's just not true. I think I think there's a, a thing of uh, fear. Uh, Involved in Christians, that? yeah. And uh, that, like I say, it's part of the war. It's part of spiritual warfare. Um, each time I do a, a healing crusade, revival, uh, of course, I'm human. I, I feel that. I feel that pressure, that oppression that comes against me. And what I have to do is I have to just basically just set my feelings off. I just cut it, cut it, cut it off. I call it blackout drive. That's my, my terminology. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just go off of what the uh, spirit of God is telling me and helping me with. Uh, you got to understand in this in this culture that we live in that uh, you will get rejected. Uh, and you just, it's part of the warfare. Uh, they got this thing, cancel culture, culture is, is, you know, it's a real big, you know, uh, buzzword now. And, and listen, they're practicing. They're practicing coming against Christians. They're practicing uh, 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 canceling you out so, so you don't have a voice to speak. You need to speak and, and let that, that truth go into the air. You know, uh, a lot of times we want to see, you know, actions actually take place. But listen, if you speak truth, God's word won't come back void. No. It, it is going to go out and it's going to do its work. It's going to do its will as it will. You know, we want to see, you know, okay, because I said this, I want to see the action take place. But listen, it, not glory to you, but glory to God that he received the glory for this. And, and I was talking earlier about, you know, a compass, you know, the Bible being the compass and watching the world and the direction that it's going. And the Bible tells us this in uh, 2 Timothy 3, it tells us about the unthankfulness and the unholy. It talks about the unloving, you know, and unforgiving, you know, and we are witnessing this before, right now before us. We can see this uh, in America. Uh, uh, love of many are growing cold. You try to walk out in front of somebody across the street, you know, before you get to the other side, they, they probably have a couple of four little words to tell you, mm -hmm. you know, just unloving, you know, where you, you would think that they'll be patient until you could get across the street. But I mean, it's just so obvious that uh, Satan, the spirit of the Antichrist is here and it's working day in and day out. You have to be aware of the war that you're fighting. 
uh, your enemy who you're fighting against. And not just that, not focusing on that, but focusing on the weapons of warfare that God has given you in his truth. Amen. Yeah, no, just one thing you were saying about how some men, you know, see it as, you know, oh, I don't have to pray. God will do it anyway, you know, like, why? Why, why be like that, you know? It's like we were talking about yesterday when Jesus died on the cross, the veil was ripped in two. Right. Where basically before where you needed a mediator to speak to, to God for you, basically, on your behalf. Right. God pretty much let us all enter in into his glory and to be able to speak to him freely without having to have someone. Like, let's say, hey, Ray, can you tell God, you know, this is his nap. Mm -hmm. I can go to God and pray. And talk to them and say, God, you know, help me out in this area of my life. So that's how you know prayer is important, you know. Where before you needed someone to do that for you, you can do it freely whenever you want, you know. There have been instances where I go to work and I might not be in prayer, but I need to pray right now, you know. Right. I need it. Or when I'm, even when I'm driving, you know, like, God, I need it right now, you know. That's very good. And it's just, and that's one thing that's always been imparted in me, you know, like prayer is important. But it wasn't until I got saved that I knew what prayer was about. And it's about, yes, you know, certain things I can do on my own, but I can't do everything without God, you know. Yeah, like, if I need a door to move, God, help me, you know. I can't do everything by myself, you know. Yeah, man. And that's the truth, man. I, brother. You know, and now you know why why he's a, he's a, he's a member of this podcast, man. Because really, man, you, you're, you're a babe in Christ, but mm -hmm. you're fresh and you're understanding things in the right scope, man. Mm -hmm. So you keep going, brother. You keep doing that, man. When this year first started, um, I was I was in prayer and and it was actually in in, in late December, Pastor. I was, you know, in prayer and um, the Lord the Lord told me that this was the year of resurgence, right? That's what I heard, the year of re resurgence, um, and uh, I I I I still believe that this word right here will come to pass in a major major way. I don't know how he's going to do it. That's not my business. What's my business is that I stand in faith and keep declaring it in prayer until it comes to pass. But my wife had a dream, and I want to mention it to you guys. I, I've already mentioned it to you, brother. Uh, my wife was driving a car. I was in the car with her. Um, uh, she was driving a car, and we hit an intersection, right? The light, you know, stopped us or whatever. So there's an intersection, four-way. Um but all of a sudden, these, these seeds and sticks uh, start falling on the cars all around us, even in our car. So we, we, we begin to look up, and the, it's an eagle. It's a bald eagle. And uh, it's dropping all this stuff, right? And uh, all of a sudden, this man catches the eagle. You know how they wear them big leather gloves to catch these big birds of prey because of their talons? They got to get them with this, with these uh, a certain special gloves. So this man was ready, obviously, to capture this bald eagle. So once he captured it, and this is prophetic, y'all. This is a word. He, once he captured it, um, he started showing everybody. He was going to all the cars and he was like, look, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, if that's not a picture of the United States right now, I don't know what is. See, the, the United States is being captured by something. You see what I'm saying? And, and if you haven't noticed, uh, you go look at a Capitol Hill and you look at everything in D.C., it's walled off and they got soldiers everywhere. You can't get in there. So, they can freely pass laws and executive orders unchallenged. Now, it's almost as if they got America. And they're flaunting it in front of everyone like, look, and they don't care. And they don't care. Now, 
I'm, the, there's a reason why I'm, I'm mentioning this. Now, I don't know what the what the seeds and the sticks represent uh, as far as falling on the cars. I don't know what that means. I, I didn't interpret that part because I didn't receive anything about that. But one thing that I did receive is that this this is a picture of what's going on today. We are now at a crossroads at a at a at a at a time of, of change. There's things going on, and uh, um, you know America is being captured by by a far left uh, uh, agenda. And uh, the reason why I'm mentioning this now more than ever is because you know we mentioned prayer. Pastor mentioned fear. Uh, that this is a part of the reason why a lot of the people of God are, uh, are don't approach the plow to get to work is because there's this natural fear. And you even mentioned that you even doing this for a long time, you get on platforms and you still feel that, you know, but you turn it off. You know, there's a there's a way that you can that you can shut your feelings down because you have the power to do so. So how did you even figure that out? And do you have any comments on the dream itself? How did you find, how do you do that? Like, just shut your feelings off. Is, is it just something that you practice as a skill? You had to learn how to do it? Or do you just have a way of doing that? Yeah, a lot of times I, I live life, you know, uh, an analogy, you know, mm. uh, that applies to myself. Um, being a soldier, um, we used to go to the field and uh, we would occupy an area at nighttime. Uh, we would have to move vehicles and equipment. Uh, but we could never use like uh, lights on the vehicles. Even the dash lights, we would uh, take uh, tape and tape it off so no light would be visible. Mm -hmm. We would move into the area and we would set up shop. Well, the next morning, uh, by the time the sun come up, we're ready and we're operational uh, for work. Uh, we call that blackout drive. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I, I do when I get on stage is that I, I actually put myself in, in blackout drive. You know, I not let my feelings, you know, uh, be felt or to uh, expose my feelings the way I feel, uh, fear, um, uh, or, or anything of that nature as far as, you know, before I, I uh, begin to minister. Uh, just let, you know, listen for God. I pray for, you know, God, give me sight. I pray, God, give me the words to speak. You know, let me hear those things, you know, that I, I can't hear, you know, physically. Uh, God speak to me, you know, and I, I roll off of that. Everything else around me, I shut down. Uh, blackout drive. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you said something about about your dream. Is also about the uh, the seeds and sticks. You said you didn't know exactly what that was, and mm -hmm. and uh, and this this guy that's holding his eagle. Um, I believe that the the seeds are, and this is just me. Uh, I believe the seeds are the uh, seeds that have been already sown. Branches or the sticks are, are branches. So um, I, I believe God is, okay, the, the man may have the eagle, but the seeds have already been sown. I think that's a, a waiting period that we're at right now. Come on. Uh, uh, there's more to it. The Bible says in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 2, 12, it says, For now we see through glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. So here's uh, uh, the man of God. Paul is saying, we don't know everything in prophecy. This is where people get, get mixed up. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know everything. Right. You know, we only know bits and pieces, you know, right. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, of what God is saying. He's not going to let us know every everything until later on. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. The dream. And I do believe, you know, dreams happen, you know, uh, uh, and, and there are, are, you know, prophetic dreams that, that, that do actually happen. Um, 
when I actually begin to uh, look at dreams, I, I look at uh, biblical symbols mm-hmm. uh, and what God is saying. And, and of course, once again, always pray. Okay, God, what are you saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, God is not trying to keep secrets away from you. Matter of fact, he want to tell you uh, secrets. Yes. He spoke to Abraham when he told he told Abraham, hey, listen, I'm on my way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. You know, Abraham is a friend of God. God told him, hey, I'm going to go destroy this camp. What do you got to say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. That's true. That is amazing. <clears throat> and, 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 and look at what did Abraham do? He began to pray. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, God is your 50, yeah. is your 40, 30. You know, he, he's he's praying. Yes. You know, and he's getting the mind of God in this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Come on. And, yeah. and God, you know, it sounds like he's haggling, you know, with God, you know, but really he's praying. He's speaking to God. Okay, God, if it, if it's just that one, then okay, let's go. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And we, I received that, man. I'm, I mean, we talk about, you know, you talked about the seeds and the stem. It's already been sown, man. I, as soon as you said that, man, my spirit was like, bingo. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, usually when it's, when it's, when I feel like it's off, I'll know it, you know, but uh, man, my spirit practically leaped in my heart, man. Like, whoop, there it is, you know, cause I don't know everything and I'm, and I'm not going to sit here and try to interpret something that I don't know. That's a boo-boo right there, buddy. When you start doing that, you're on your way to being lost. You know what I'm saying? But thanks be to God for the gifts, you know? So I can say this confidently that even though America is going through that, what is going through right now, the seeds have already been sown. Everything has already been dropped in its place. So now it has to take root and it has to grow. And eventually it's going to begin to bear fruit in ways that we never even thought or imagined. And we don't know how long ago these seeds and, and these stems have been, have been planted. We don't know. How, but I know it, it was through the course of, 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 of some years. So I think that we're just about in that time frame where that, where that blade is already growing out. And that fruit is about to manifest in Jesus' name. And you know what? I'm claiming it right now for this nation. I'm claiming it right now for other nations all around the world. I'm claiming it right now for our fellowship and all the other churches all around the world. Because we need that right now. The whole point of the of this whole podcast was to, to I, I want to get stirred up in the spirit. I want to be able to stir people up in the spirit because we need that right now. All this sitting around and being groggy and being foggy in our minds and in our souls. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And I command in Jesus' name for the wind of the Holy Ghost to begin to blow that fog out of your brain. To begin to blow that disaster out of your life and begin to replenish you in Jesus' name. May the springs rise up in Jesus' name. May the flowers and the, and the aromas of the Lord Jesus Christ begin to rise up within your soul. May you begin to breathe the grace of God and may you be blessed in all the things that you do going in and coming out. That's what I'm speaking and I'm believing in Jesus name that it will come to pass. I'm speaking that in Jesus name this morning. You got anything brother? Um, no, I just thought it was really interesting just hearing of course both of y'all's input and um, just how important revival is, just important how important prayer is, of course, you know, and um, yeah, and of course, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still a baby in Christ, granted, but I'm, I'm always looking forward to what God has in store, you know. That's one thing I've never had, you know. Like when I wasn't saved, I just go to church. It's, it became routine, yeah. and of course, even now, it's still routine. But it's been planted into me just how important prayer is, just how important church is, just how important revival is. We not, we may not be having a week long, re- church revival. But we can have revival every day in our lives, yes. you know, okay. and in, even in other people's lives. So every day is Christmas. Yeah, Come on, exactly. Man. So I love that. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's because I don't even like Christmas. I'm just being straightforward. I don't like Christmas. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I love Jesus Amen. because those gifts right there, they don't, they, 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 man, I love them. You can experience God in many, 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 many diverse ways if you have a desire. The Bible says that if you want a gift, there's, there's a way you can purchase it. Do you know how? Desire it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Desire spiritual gifts. That's what it says. It, there's no other way to purchase them, but you got to have that hunger inside of you, man. There has to be something inside of you that says, man, I'm hungry, God. I want to serve you, God. I want to do this or I want to do that. God can take that and make it come to pass. He can do that for you. And it's just that simple. There's no, It's not hard. We make it hard. Hmm. But I believe that, you know, I hope that this uh, was an encouragement to you. you have anything else, Pastor? I, I don't. Um, uh, other than we're, we're men. Uh, we're flesh. Um, Jesus says, you know, uh, with flesh, flesh, and with spirit, is spirit. Um, hmm. Listen, sometimes you got to cut that flesh off hmm. and uh, listen with what's in the spirit, what's going on. Uh, and I'm talking about spirit with a capital S. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys, we love you. And we thank you guys for tuning in. Pastor Graham, we thank you for coming in and dialoguing with thank us, man, and giving us your wisdom and, and your testimonies. And, and, and we're just grateful. Uh, you implanted some things this morning. Of course, you got mm-hmm. me fired up over here. You already know, man. I'm, once we start talking about God, I can't sit still, man. <laughs> that, we, I got to talk about it some more and I got to get excited about it. This isn't just, you know, real life podcast excitement. You know, I, I love to get excited for God, whether I'm at church or with my kids or here or there. It don't matter because God is something to be excited about. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I want to see the dead rise Amen. for real. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, if somebody's dead in a coffin, all their organs are missing. What happens if that dude gets up or that woman gets up? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Man, I'm hungry. I am hungry and I've been praying for it. And there's other men of God and women of God that are hungry. And we're ready to sit at the, at the table of God and watch these miracles come to pass, man. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's waiting on us, man. So I pray that you're praying for revival. We need an end-time revival. I'm believing for end-time revival. I'm believing for vitality. I'm believing for blessing and favor along with pastor. And I pray in Jesus' name that all these things begin to manifest in a major way this year, man. This year. Even today or tomorrow. Come on. Man, I'm ready. Because, I, man, I just, I'm excited to do the things of God. Now, God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you guys next time.